Hey mama, welcome to the Raw Mom Life Podcast, where we talk about the rawness of motherhood and marriage, from mental health to habits and everything in between, all with vulnerable talk to allow you the space to know you're not the only one. My name is Amber Wilfert, mama to three girls, just doing my best every day, even if my best looks different every day. Get ready to laugh and sometimes cry, but always with a good cup of coffee. Let's go. Hey friend, thanks for joining me for another episode of the Raw Mom Life Podcast. Before becoming a mom, you really have no idea how much being a mom will change you. And not just like your title of mom, mother, mama, but just change who you are. And as much as we are trying to help our children grow and become good humans, good adults, they change us for the better. They help us to grow so much. And today I want to share a handful of things that I just off the top of my head wrote down, things that I have learned as a mom, things I've learned about myself, and just things I've learned in general since becoming a mom. And these are in no particular order. So it's not like I learned some first and others later. Some things I'm going through now, some whatever. It's a journey. Motherhood's a journey and these things are always a work in progress. We are always works in progress. One thing I would really go back and, and tell my younger mom self is that you matter. That you are not just a mom, just a wife, just an employee, but like so many times we can get lost in motherhood of all of those things. We put our our value and our identity in motherhood. And yes, that is very much a treasured part of us. But we are ourselves. We are individually who we are and that we matter and that we need to take care of ourselves, right? Like young Amber, young mom Amber, you need to take better care of yourself. You need to know that when you have a three-year-old and an 18-month-old or, oh man, when I had an 18-month-old and a newborn who just cried all the time and wouldn't take a bottle, you matter. Your mental health matters. Your physical health matters. Your spiritual health matters. It all matters. And to find a way to take time for you. And it's definitely something that might just be one of those things that I'm not sure young Amber would have listened, young mom Amber would have listened. And it's one of those things that you just kind of have to experience as you go and like learn as you go. And it's easy to now say that, right, when I have a 12, 10, and 8-year-old to say like you should take care of yourself. But my kids are very independent right now. And my 3-year-old and my 18-month-old were not independent. And then I got pregnant, you know, like – It's a lot. And so if you can find those little ways to take care of yourself, you matter. No matter what stage of life in with motherhood, you matter. And your health matters. All of the health things, the mental, the spiritual, the physical, all of it matters. And to take care of yourself. And to know that self-care doesn't have to be big things. And I'm not going too deep into this because I talk about it so often. And you know that self-care can be those little things taking a nap, leaving the dishes for another time so you can rest, sitting down on the couch for five minutes to read your book, going for a walk outside, getting dressed, doing your makeup, taking a hot shower, 
taking breaks from your kids, those things add up. And yes, is a massage nice? Yep. You can't always afford that. Same thing with babysitters. And that leads into my next thing in that marriage is a choice. And I know that you can't always date your spouse in the way you want to because number one, lives get busy. And number two, I think especially when you're young, you can't afford to go out. Like you can't afford to pay the babysitter $50 and pay for a $50 dinner. Like maybe you can and that's great. But I know that when we were parents right away, like we were in our young 20s when we had our first two kids, we couldn't afford that. We just couldn't afford it. And so we had to get creative about how we dated each other. And a lot of times it was dinner at home after the kids went to bed. But marriage is a choice, you know. Uh, You have to put in the work. And especially when those babies are young and they are dependent on you, it is so important. But also, like, even even the phase that I'm in, like, it's so busy with stuff that we could just get caught up in the, like, you know, the door swings one way, he's coming in, I'm going out, and we're headed to this activity, and he's doing that activity, and supper's on the go, or whatever, and we could choose to just fall into the routine of life and not date each other, but we are intentional. We are so intentional about dating each other, and that doesn't always mean going out, and our kids are at a phase of life where we can, and they have that independence where they can stay home alone, but if you've got a six, four, and two-year-old, that's not the case, right? And so does that look like a late-night dinner for you two after you guys are in bed? And again, I say this often, but please don't make it TV. Please don't sit on the couch and just watch a movie with your husband. And I'm not saying like literally never. I'm saying that that cannot be your normal routine with your husband, I know that at the end of the day, your brain could be mush, you can be exhausted, you have nothing left to give. Find something to give. Even if it's a half hour of conversation, it's sitting at the table and playing cribbage or a favorite game and just laughing. If it's dinner after the kids go to bed, if it's dessert after the kids go to bed, dessert and wine maybe. Um, We've done like a chocolate charcuterie board dinner or dessert board after the kids go to bed with some wine and I I have a whole episode where I talked about at home and cheap date ideas please go back and listen to that episode I cannot say it enough that you have to choose your marriage you have to choose that intentional time to be with your spouse okay and just in the little things that you do Take five minutes and snuggle with him after he gets home from work if that's what he needs. Or give him a back rub or put little notes in his truck before he leaves for work. Send him a text of why you're grateful for him. Little things for yourself matter and little things in your marriage matter. You need time together, just you and him, okay? Another thing that I've learned in motherhood is that it takes a village. It truly takes a village and I know that not everybody has a village and so if that's you, if that's where you feel like you're at right now, just know that I see you and I have been there and I know it sucks and it's hard and you just want a break and you listen to me say like you need a break, you need to spend time with your husband and you're like but I have nobody to watch my kids and I know that's hard. I know that's hard and just know that I see you and I hear you. You will get there. 
at some point in motherhood, I think we all feel that. I know I did, especially when the kids were young. And that's where I encourage you. I think I have another episode about this too, about just finding your mom village and how to do that. So again, I will, I'll link both of those episodes in the show notes so you can easily find them. But if you feel like you don't know where to turn, just a a few ideas, and then you can go listen to that episode for more in-depth ideas. But early childhood programs, finding groups in your church that you can join, or maybe somebody you connect with at at church, you could ask for a play date, right? I know when the kids were young, I like thrived off of having play dates with other mamas because it just, it was so good for all of us. And as the kids get older and they start trying out different activities, you meet other people, but getting involved in things is where it's at if you want to find that mom village. And from there, I have developed so many friendships and I have my like core people that I can turn to if I need help as far as anything. Like, do I need to just vent and cry about my mental health? Do I need prayers? Do I need a meal? Do I need help watching my kids? And there are so many things that have been such a blessing for me with finding my people. And then like as they get older, you do start to realize like you do need help as far as like when they're involved in things and you can ask for help with getting rides places. And and so I guess my, my biggest thing is that you need to start finding places where you can get involved, groups that you can join. Um, is there a library uh, read-along story time or is there a place that does like kid crafts that you could take the kids I know it's more work to go do these things but it allows you to meet other moms and man it sucks to feel alone in motherhood and I don't want that for you so finding a mom tribe that you can just lean on and then too as they get older like there's just always junk you go through as a mom and to be able to not feel alone someone you can talk to about that stuff It's just so wonderful. With that, if you have a mentor, somebody who is just in that mom stage ahead or two, three stages ahead of you to just be able to talk about things. Like I know I have a few people that I can turn to in my life right now and just like it's different going through the stage of tweens versus the stage of toddlers. And it's it's always just trying to figure out like what's the best way to go about this new situation that I've never dealt with before. And so to have somebody that you can turn to and say like, what what have you done? You know, or like, can you pray for me? Or what in the world? Is this normal? Like some of the stuff you go through, you're like, is this, is this just me? Or is this just my kid? And to know you're not alone is just so beautiful. Okay. Another thing that I've learned in motherhood as I've gone, and I think this just comes with experience and age is learning to let go of other people's opinions. You don't have to have the perfect house. You don't uh, have to portray perfection on social media because that's not reality. And people will judge you no matter what. (laughs) So the sooner you can realize you can let that go, the better. I'll tell you a little story about young me and how I let somebody's opinion just really you just people say stuff and it can just eat at you right and I I can tell you a couple times number one I mean the classic the kids out and you're out in public with your kid or kids and they don't have a sock on or they don't have a hat on and somebody comments 
ah, aren't their feet cold? And you're just like, shut up. Um, but there's this one time I was eight and a half months pregnant, just huge. I was, I was probably eight months pregnant, just so huge. And I had my, at that time, would have been probably two-year-old, almost two-and-a-half-year-old. Yeah, she would have been about two-and-a-half. And my almost four-year-old, we had gone down to Iowa. It was just me and the two girls and my pregnant, giant pregnant belly. I went down to Iowa to Des Moines area to visit a friend of mine on a Friday night. Saturday morning, one of my kids threw up. So by that evening, we were driving home. And this was back when I still was in direct sales. And we did our jewelry party. We kept my one kid secluded. And we did a jewelry party. And then I packed up and left. And on the way home, there's like a halfway point, And I really needed to pee. And so we were on the exit for this to stop at this rest stop. And as I'm pulling over, my two-and-a-half-year-old is throwing up all over herself. I couldn't get the bucket to her in time. So it's February, mind you. So I'm pulled into this parking lot. And I'm stripping my two-year-old of her clothes because they are full of puke. And this lady behind me says, wow, she looks cold. And I'll tell you what, it took everything in me not to scream at her and start crying. All I said was, she just threw up all over herself. Like, that bothered me so much. Like, why do other people think they have to input their judgment on you? You have no idea what is happening with somebody else, right? Like, that woman had no idea that my child just threw up all over her and I was single parenting a four-hour car ride home with two sick children. It is not okay. <laughs> it is not okay. But it ate at me. It made me feel bad because then, yeah, I was stripping her. And she's like naked in the cold and let it go. Learn to let it go in one ear and out the other. Just remind yourself she doesn't know. Just remind yourself she had a bad day and is taking that out on you. And there are worse things that people can say to you and there are things that maybe aren't as like judgmental and you wouldn't let get to you. But it just depends on what you've got going on in your life. And so that's what I always try to do too when I'm seeing other moms or hearing situations or whatever. Like you don't know her situation, you know. You don't know why she can't quiet her toddler down right now. Maybe he has special needs and maybe he just always speaks at a volume 10. Or I don't know, you just never know like if there's marriage struggles, you never know if somebody just lost a parent. You never know if somebody has a yeast infection and is trying to just like cope with parenting and her yeast infection. Like it literally could be anything that's going on. And so just giving other people grace and not judging them and also just knowing that when other people judge you and or say something about it, like as somebody who's very open on social media, I definitely get judged. And there are some things that people say that I'm like, okay, that was so helpful. Thanks a lot. Like I could totally let it get to me because I know that they are judging me. However, I know that there are so many other moms who need to hear that they're not alone in the crap they're going through. And that's why I share what I do. But being able to just let it go. Like that person who told me I, I did a reel one time recently about like just having a total mental breakdown about entering our busy season 
and it was funny because somebody commented on there something like you're you've overbooked yourself or something like that and I'm just like no shit Sherlock that was the most helpful comment I could have come up with like why do you feel like you need to say that but I don't let it bother me because I know that number one okay and like I don't know I've posted reels before of my messy house just to normalize like we live in this house and it is never looking pristine except for the 20 minutes after the cleaning service comes then it looks pretty good but somebody always almost always comment like wow that's disgusting like cool thanks like just brush it off like you don't know what that person is going through just brush it off okay you're a great mom let go of others opinions another thing that I have come to terms with is that it's okay to not enjoy being a mom all the time motherhood is hard it's exhausting it's overwhelming it's overstimulating it brings on anxieties you didn't know were possible it's okay to not enjoy it all it's it that's it that's it it's okay and it's okay to feel like that like I don't always enjoy motherhood and realize that you love being a mom that there's no greater joy You can have all of the feelings at the same time. You're exhausted and grateful. You're anxious and joyful. Like there are multiple feelings that come with motherhood and it is okay to feel all of those. It's okay to love your children and need a break from them, okay? The word and when it comes to your feelings is totally and absolutely legit and normal. And that you are not your feelings. When you feel mom guilt, that doesn't make you guilty, right? There's a difference between feeling something and being something. You are still a good mom when you feel guilty about blowing up at your kids. You are still a good mom when you feel anxious about doing the right things for your kid. Like you are a good mom. You can have feelings, all of them, good, bad, and otherwise, okay? One thing that I'm incredibly grateful for that motherhood has taught me is to learn how to reparent myself in so many aspects. Number one, learning that therapy is okay. (laughs) Like getting yourself mental health help for your anxiety or depression is such a wonderful tool. And to get it for your kids is also such a wonderful tool. And learning that it's never too late to change the way you are. When my kids were younger, I definitely yelled a lot more. I had less patience. And I have learned to reparent myself in that I try not to be a yeller. Or if they tell me something that upsets me, to have a conversation with them about it instead of freaking out at them and also knowing that I'm not perfect and I mess up and I apologize and that's something that I'm just so grateful that I have learned like it's okay to apologize to our kids because we are human and we make mistakes and to talk to our kids about that stuff because we are then teaching them that nobody's perfect not even mom or dad right we put on this portrayal as parents that we've got it all together or I don't but some people do or our kids see us as we've got it all together and it's good for them to know we don't 
It is good for them to see that we mess up. It's good for them to see us apologize. It's good for them to see us uh, taking care of ourselves. It's good for them to see us have feelings and emotions, okay? And learning to just help ourselves in that way is such a great thing. Like it has just been so wonderful for me to help me feel like I can be more present to them, that I can help myself and them grow up being okay with um, just all of these tools that we have available to ourselves, taking advantage of them like therapy and just taking breaks and telling them I'm overstimulated I need you all to be quiet for five minutes or I'm going to lock myself in the the bathroom for five minutes because I just need silence. Like all of those little things um, of reparenting has just been so wonderful and becoming a little bit more of a a conscious parent than a snappy, impatient uh, mom that I used to be. Not always. I mean, those, those are things that I did that didn't make me a bad mom, but I try to not be that. And I love the reparenting aspect of the growth that has happened. And I love that being a mom, especially being a mom to older kids, has just really taught me to reparent myself too. So motherhood teaches us so many wonderful and beautiful and hard and awful things. And I think it just helps us to really grow as a person. And I am grateful to be on this journey with you. And I am grateful that you continue to come back here and be on this journey with me, Mama. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Raw Mom Life Podcast. If you love anything you heard today, share it with some family or a friend who might resonate with it as well. I love to hang out on Instagram, so come find me over there for some more laughs and maybe a few tears as well, but always a good cup of coffee. Mama, I appreciate you and never forget, you are never alone.